What's up, guys? Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched Java that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check those out, because what you'll see is that the CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. Whatever you're dealing with, it's probably helped. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Broncos country is Sitting in the south stands Drinking the curves from mile high The best part of the weekend Hugging a perfect stranger As they become a friend Having a good time when the orange Say it with me, Zach. The Broncos, the Broncos are, are back, back, baby. <laughs> and it feels great. You know, sometimes I get like this pre-training camp anxiety of like, oh God, here it comes. You yep. know, we're gonna we're gonna dive in and who knows what's gonna happen after that. I don't have that this year. It's it's more of a all right, baby, let's go get this thing. Like, let's let's watch some football. You know, it it always happens to me. And then on on literally like minutes after being here on this Wednesday, like it is every year, I just say, what what am I freaking out about? Mm-hmm. The, the the Broncos are back, and we didn't even get football today, Ryan. We get football tomorrow and pretty much every other day until 2020. Wow, that's kind of scary. <laughs> We're almost to the year 2020. Yeah. I bet you like, there's a bunch of predictions about stuff. Like mm. There's like, probably like movies in the 80s about like, what, <laughs> yeah. what life will be like in 2020. Flying cars? Yeah. Also probably some bad things. There's, there's cars that could turn into boats, mm. but not cars that could turn into planes <laughs> yet. We're close. I bet you they can do it. They just... People are too dumb to let them have that. That's what, that's what those conspiracy theories, what's, what it's like, yeah, we have the technology to do all this stuff, but we don't trust anyone, and we just want to hold that back. It's, it's interesting. But, Ryan, before we jump in, I have two health questions to ask about you. First, what's going on with your hand? I have no idea what's <laughs> going on with my hand. I'm concerned. I, my life is falling apart. First, my driver <laughs> broke. <laughs> And now my hand, like, there's some, there's a thing growing on my hand. It is, and what I've been with, I've, I saw you four hours ago. That's when, I, that's when I started my day seeing you. And this thing, I could tell it was there. Now sitting here at three ten p.m., <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's growing Swollen. and turning colors. So, I guess what <laughs> the best thing I can describe it as is it feels like when you have like a pimple that isn't like a pimple yet it's just under the skin and it's like sore it's like an ingrown pimple is how yeah. i would imagine i don't even know if that's a thing i think that is a thing but it's under the callus mm. of the palm of my hand mm. and it's just growing it's fighting to get out but the callus is like no way so i looked up what it could be it could just <laughs> actually be a, a zit or it could be some sort of like glycemic <laughs> cyst or something <laughs> and literally one of the treatments for that was take it's called bible treatment (laughs) and no you don't just pray it away 
It literally said, take a Bible and just smash it on there. Oh, my gosh. Are we talking hardcover? I think you got to go hardcover. Well, I don't, I don't, maybe the soft cover would be a little more forgiving. I hope it's this one so that I can help you out. We have, like, that record book in there. <laughs> they just handed out the 2020, yep. 2019 NFL record book. Yep. Uh, it's, a little, it's even a little thicker than the Bible. It's a football Bible. <laughs> um, I'm not yet willing to go there. I would say we're sitting at about a pain of six right now, just mm. a solid six constantly. That's terrible. It really sucks. So is it like a seven when you're like, I'm taking the Bible treatment? I think it would be like a 50. <laughs> if Oh, to to decide that I want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a... If it keeps progressing at this rate, I honestly think I'm just going to stab it and see what happens. <laughs> That's always a, a good path to take, I right? know someone here is going to be like <laughs> some sort of medical person. They're going to be like, make sure you sterilize whatever you're sticking into your body and you're just gonna take a pen an old pen or a paper clip that you find in your car and do it right you're gonna take the first sharp knife i can find <laughs> and just dig it into my skin to get rid of this pain and um, besides that second question something else wrong with me i don't i don't think it's wrong with you but this is the time of year where i'm sure starting tomorrow every player is going to tell us this is the best i've ever felt entering a training camp do you maybe have something to say? I would say this is the best I've ever felt <laughs> entering training camp. Um, not the best I've ever felt in my life, but the best I've felt entering a training mm. camp. So that would be the last four years. And you're actually being honest with me, unlike probably most of those players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any, yeah. But you can't like be 34 telling me that you're <laughs> feeling the, you're in the best shape of your life. You've never felt better. Vaughn's going to tell us that in four years. Yep. Probably. Well, I'll tell you what. You look like it. You look great. I really appreciate that. That was the goal. Yep. Just wanted, I just wanted Vic Vanger to be like, RK's coming into <laughs> camp. He's in the best shape of his life. It's incredible. Well, tomorrow, maybe maybe he'll give you that compliment. Maybe. He's going to be uh, pretty skinny here soon if he keeps wearing sweaters. What are we doing? It's 94 degrees. This is the hottest uh, media barbecue ever. I... Uh, Use, I went to the bathroom right after the, the media barbecue. What was it? We sat outside for an hour interviewing people, and we were outside for half an hour before just eating and socializing. And I looked at myself. I looked like I was going to die because <laughs> of just how red I was. I, I, I was like, From, like, I, overheating? I, yeah. I was like, I feel totally fine. But, gosh, if, if I saw myself, I would think that I was going to die just walking back outside. This is so un-Colorado. I went to the Rockies game last night, and I was sitting in the shade. Just sweating. Yeah. And I was like, what is this doesn't happen here. No. Like if you're in the shade, you're good. Yep. Oh yeah. I was sitting you in the shade it. from innings one through nine. Solid sweat uh, going the whole time. Did and they have a day game today, right? Oh my God. That sounds terrible. Awful. I had this one high school coach who in the summer during two a days, he would wear a sweatshirt with a hood, full sweatpants and go out an hour before practice and throw a frisbee across the field with like a friend or just to no one run and chase it oh my pick god it up, he's a dog do it <laughs> he was his own dog and and he would do that it the sweatshirt would be a different color by the time practice Ooh. started maybe vic maybe vic's picking up the frisbee tomorrow doing that before well, practice. no because we'll be out there before practice <laughs> yep. recording the podcast um so John Embry, who covered the Buffs, used to always wear, the, or, or who, who coached the Buffs, used to always wear long sleeves, pants during camp. And I was just like, one time I was just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't have to put on sunscreen. Oh. I hate sunscreen. Wow. And I was like, 
Because he would also wear like a big old like bucket hat that yeah. protected his face. I get the hat. Yeah. So so he's just like, oh, I hate putting on sunscreen. If I just wear long sleeves, I don't have to wear sunscreen. Mm, I'm not the biggest sunscreen fan. I, I use it for all the doctors out there. <laughs> I finally gave in like two summers ago. I'm like, yep. I'm really getting tired of being sunburned. <laughs> I should stop being so stubborn about putting lotion on my body. Yeah, like if only there was an easy solution. <laughs> oh, okay. And now I'm like intense about it. Yeah. Like, I, when I was golfing in Mexico, I reapplied, like, every three holes. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I'm not, well, I will not walk off this course sunburned. Your mom is proud of you. I know, right? She loves you for that's, it. That's how you know you're washed. <laughs> yeah. You start caring about putting on, sun, reapplying. Like, like the first, when you're, like, in your 20s, you start being like, all right, I got to put on sunscreen. Yeah. When you reapply, it's over. You might as well put on some new balances and go mow the lawn. But gosh, I would way rather put on sunscreen than be miserably hot. Totally. Ugh. Totally. All right, real quick, before we dive in to uh, what we learned today at at a couple, four press conferences, um, we have a really awesome sale for you guys. Uh, This is the best deal we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with all subscriptions. But I have no idea how long it's going to last. It's, a tr- it's our training camp sale. Um, get on it as fast as you can, especially since training camp starts tomorrow. You don't want to miss any of training camp if you're going to get on the training camp scale. So the code is Broncos Camp. Broncos Camp, all one word, all caps. Uh, what you'll get is our annual package for $34.99, and that's a $10 discount off our current annual package. Um, and then that's going to cost you $2.91 a month if you if you parcel it out, which is almost a full 50% off what we charge for the monthly rate right now. Um, so you're getting a sick deal there, but it's not just a discount. You're not just going to get the $10 off. You're still going to get a free premium t-shirt, which itself, Zach, is a $27 value. So you're getting the t-shirt and then you're basically paying $7 for a year of, of not just Broncos coverage, but the best Denver sports coverage there is. Not going to lie. I'm a little offended if you're only going to pay $7 for everything I do. Yeah, I feel like you should be getting paid $7 an article. <laughs> $7 for right now in this podcast. That sentence <laughs> was worth $7 to me. And you get a t-shirt, and you, you get us for a year. You being back, sending me the rundown, <laughs> that was, I'll pay you $7 for that. And you know what? I'll, I'll send it to anyone if they're going to send me $7. <laughs> you want the rundown? $7. Venmo Zach $7, he'll give you the rundown. I'll even do it before the show. Wow, yep. pre-show rundown. Yep. That's yep. impressive. Technically, you can send it to him anytime before I post it and it's before the show for them. Exactly. Um, so we've got multiple Phil Lindsay shirts. We've got the Vic Fangio Godfather shirt, the Von Miller Goat shirt or any of the other teams. We have a ton of awesome Rockies ones, a couple good Nuggets ones. Avs fans know that we have great Avs shirts, so you're going to get that for free. But that's not all. No. What you do, what you're going to get is the right to put comments on this podcast, which I know if you listen to this podcast, you're going to have something you want to ask us during training camp. You'll get all of our exclusive content, um, which is going to be just a waterfall of it. Um, And if you're sitting there thinking like, well, I'm not much of a reader, Mm. we solved that too Mm. because literally zach and i will read our stories to Mm. you like a like a bedtime story (laughs) you cozy up 
get you know get your body pillow or or maybe you have a human who uh cuddles with you in bed <laughs> or a cat get your bsn denver app out go to the audio player press play we'll literally read you everything we wrote that day and you know what it's going to be multiple articles so the next one will just start right after it's so beautiful and you just get to hear our voices you think the podcast is over oh no <laughs> i'm gonna miss ryan and zach till tomorrow nope there's articles with audio stories attached to them. So if you want, you can go into the, to the story itself. You can click the, the audio player and play it. You don't even have to read. Or you can go onto the audio stories page on the BSN, in the BSN Broncos area on bsndenver.com or on the BSN Denver app. And you can hear all of our stories read to you. That'd be cool if it was all. But you also get mm. film reviews, game grades. Holy cow. Every day we're going to do multiple breakdown pieces from practice. It's, it's endless. The list goes on. If you haven't subscribed yet, and as I always say, I know I can see, can see the difference between how many people listen to this podcast, how many people have subscribed mm-hmm. under these promo codes. This is what we call a call out. You're being called out. It's time to join up. It's time to join on. You'll never regret it. You'll, it's $34. For the whole year. And a t-shirt. And everything we do. You, will, you won't regret the 34. If you're not willing to do that, do you really love us? No. Show us the love. Show us the money. <laughs> <laughs> Show us the love. And uh, we're really excited about all the stuff that we're going to be able to bring to you during camp. So, let's start here on the podcast. In the order in which we spoke to these people, and the first one we talked to today was John Elway. And let's start with the very first thing he talked about, and that is Drew Locke wanting to be shown the money. Uh, And John Elway was very, uh, I don't know, straightforward about this. He said, we'll see if Drew Locke is back um, on the field uh, with the team tomorrow. He did not report today. Of course, everyone had to report today. He was a no-show, the only no-show. Breaking news. Oh, did it get done? Drew Locke is signed. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you for doing that in the first segment. So we yes. didn't send to spend any time talking about it when we didn't need to. Beautiful. Uh, now no issues. Let me see if I can find details for us so we don't uh, waste any more time with that. All that's come out yet is from Pro Football Talk. Drew Locke agrees to terms with the Broncos per source. There we go. So. There we go. That's settled. There we go. I, I, I like that because, you know what, this was just going to be a very unnecessary distraction. I'm pretty glad we don't have to talk about it. And it it's kind be- of an unnecessary topic on the podcast. <laughs> Should we move on? Well, let's just really quick. I'm glad this got done. Um, from sources I spoke to, this was kind of a, uh, how do I say this in a political correct fashion? I'm not going to. It was a, um, actually, I got it. It was a unit measuring contest, if you know what I'm talking about, mm. between the Bronco side and Drew Locke's representation, which is CAA. Um, I guess it's not the, the best relationship there between the agency and the Broncos. And so basically, they were just saying, like, let's, like, let's play hardball here. Let's play hardball on a rookie contract. Um, I'm sure Drew Locke was... I don't know how much he loved it. It's not exactly how I'd want to start a relationship with the team, but it's all done. It's over with. Drew Locke 
I said this to you earlier. I said any second that Drew Locke misses on the on the field is not worth any amount of thousands of dollars. Um, I, I think I said it to you is you're betting millions with the hope of winning thousands. That's that's exactly exactly it. And John Elway earlier today told Mike Kliss after we talked to John, he said. That will get resolved. It's part of the day and age of how this business works. I anticipate that getting done relatively soon because every day he misses, it's going to set him back. Hopefully he realizes that and takes control and he'll be here. And that's what Dalton Reisner did. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Dalton uh, stepped up and said, no, I want to be with my teammates. I don't want to miss any time. And and it'll be framed that Drew Locke said the same thing. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So glad that's over. Glad that's that's gone. It should have it should have gotten dealt with before it ever became public, honestly. Um, but it didn't. No one's missing anything. Drew Locke might have missed like a weigh in or something today. Uh, I think everything will be fine. Yeah, I don't think he'll be getting fined for this. I don't either. And heck, he may be able to make the team meeting, which is tonight with Vic Fangio. If I imagine Drew is in town or at least close to town. Hey, if he's really feeling good, he might be able to make it on this podcast. <laughs> By the we, time we got a few open chairs, there is an open chair sitting right here in this beautifully air conditioned room. Sixty nine point seven degrees in here right wow. now. Wow, wow, that is way nicer than outside. Oh my god, outside is terrible. You know it's supposed to be ninety nine degrees tomorrow, Zach. <sighs> Welcome to training camp. You'd think that'd be the hottest day of training camp, right? Certainly would. Uh, Friday's supposed to be 100. Oh, wow. Triple digits. But since we're uh, big shots, we have our own little tent for the podcast. Mm, big time. Yep. Um, I've been told, you know, I can't confirm this. There might be one of those margarita makers that's gas powered. Have you ever seen those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a little thing. You can rev it. <laughs> There might be one of those in our tent. Um, uh, let's let's confirm that right away. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We should get in on that. Um, I've been told there's going to be an icy machine. Mm. That's one of the ones that's just constantly spinning, mm. you know, keeping it. Um, we have some brats that are turning all day. What's your favorite flavor of icy? Uh, uh, you got to go blue raspberry. Oh, Absolutely. No. You definitely go Coca-Cola every no, time. No, I can, I can get one of those. I can get a blue raspberry soda. It's because that sounds terrible. <laughs> Got to go with the Coca-Cola. Maybe if you're feeling dangerous, splash a cherry in there so it's like cherry Coke. Mm, just the splash of cherry in the blue raspberry. Your mouth is blue now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's going to be that. Uh, obviously, a, a cooler full of ice-cold Breckenridge beer. It's going to, you know, we'll make it through the 100 degree days with our amenities that I've been promised. I, I negotiated them in my latest contract. Um, from John, what else did you hear that you liked? I felt like he was humble. He was honest. He was confident, yet realistic. Yeah, and I I completely agree. He said, uh, when asked about expectations, he said, uh, you know, we feel great about this team. Uh, We've had an excellent offseason, but this is a time where expectations or hopes are always high, uh, and it's a different tone. It, It really, really is, and I think that's good. Because if you're, we've talked about it many, many times throughout the years, if you're always in this win now mindset, then that's going to hurt you. And it hurt the Broncos. Uh, so I like that he's taken a step back, has high hopes, which is great. Uh, a lot of things look promising. Uh, and I think 
maybe at the end of preseason, if he doesn't see things going uh, in the playoff way, maybe we'll be able to tell that from the way he talks. So I, I really like his m- mindset right now. You know what? I think um, – I thought he sounded confident. He mentioned that we have our goals, and it's very un-John Elway like to not share. Uh, he, he likes to share usually. Um, but he said, you, you know, he was asked, what's the real ex- realistic expectation for this team? And he said, I'll let you guys figure that out. But we know what our goals are, and we have those. Right. What are those? Because to me, there's no chance in hell that a John Elway-led team has goals that aren't the playoffs. Absolutely. that That's exactly what the goals are. Uh, and he... I think it's smart. The approach he's taking, Ryan, is kind of taking a back seat and really letting Vic kind of be the main guy today. Even though John did talk for nearly 15 minutes, which in, in this industry is huge, um, he, he didn't say that much. And Ryan, I said it right after, right after we talked to John. I said to you, I said, well, that was not very headline-filled, mm-hmm. everything we learned. And that's so different. Yeah, usually John will say something where like, oh, got to get that up right away. Exactly. Um, some injury stuff. Philip Lindsay fully cleared will be eased in. Yep. Emmanuel Sanders will not go on pup. Neither will Jake Butt. When he said Emmanuel Sanders will not, I thought he was going <laughs> to say will not practice during training camp or something along those lines. I was about to be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> um, but no, will not go on the PUP. So he said he's going to be practicing right away. Yep. Um, the degree of which will be t- determined. But even if he's in individual drills the first day and not just stuck on the sideline doing, you know, whatever they do over there, um, that's a huge positive to me. Um, to me, that's the biggest storyline of camp. How soon can you get these guys back? How soon can you get them involved? Uh, if, you, if they play in the, what, what used to be the third preseason game, this year it's the fourth preseason game, I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And John, I think it was John who talked about Emmanuel saying, we, we always knew he would be here, but if not, we had confidence in Cortland Sutton. We had confidence in these young guys. And that was also kind of another feeling today. We know that this is a young group, but the Broncos are really, really counting on pretty much every young guy outside of Drew Locke, uh, from the running backs to the tight ends, J- John Mentioned Hireman in a way where it's like, yep, he's kind of the guy going into camp, but then the rest is all young guys. Um, all of the second-year players, John expects them to take a huge jump because they had a, a big season last year. They need it. I mean, it's, I, I hate putting expectations of always improving. Like, it just doesn't work that way. Not everyone just always improves. Like, Von Miller, maybe uh, – Vic, and we'll talk about Von Miller in a second – Like. You can't just expect him to get better every year. After his sophomore year, when he had 18 and a half sacks, I guarantee you there are people on you know radios and podcasts, if those existed yet, and they were saying, can you imagine when Vaughn takes the next step? Yep. That's 25 sacks. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And eventually there is a cap. Um, but there's no one last year reached their cap. Philip Lindsay might have got the closest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I hate just being like, oh, well, everyone's going to take a step forward and the, the offense will be great. Right. Well, sometimes guys just show who they are. What if Cortland Sutton is just that guy? 
What if he's a deep threat who can win jump balls and right. drops a lot of passes and isn't a, isn't a crisp route runner? If that's the case, then this offense is in trouble. Isn't isn't that realistic to expect that from some of these guys that they've they're they're close to their cap or or may, maybe not that, but to, just to not be able to expect a huge jump in the second year. It is, but you you never know who it is, and you're not like. You're always going to look at the positives with young guys. And you did this in your predictions for the sophomore class. And Henry and I on the podcast were kind of like, ah, this might be a little too optimistic on, on when, you put, when you look at it all put together. Right. But each guy, you kind of go through and you're like, well, he could do that. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, you never know who it's going to be. Maybe, um, maybe Philip Lindsay only has 800 rushing yards. Right. Um, maybe Corton Sutton, like I said. Maybe Deshaun Hamilton um, just isn't you know, uh, fast enough to get separated, you know, whatever it is, you never know who, who it's going to be. So you always go in, you know, Royce Freeman's a good example. Maybe he isn't a every down NFL running back and, and, and that sort of thing. But as it stands right now, you expect most of them to take a step forward. And I think if most of them take a step forward, everything's going to be all right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's the group in general or, or else, Ryan, we're going to be in trouble. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's going to be in trouble. But today was, j- just like John said, today was a day uh, of, of optimism. Um, a few other things that Elway said. He, he, he said, I think Mike Munchak will help Garrett Bowles tremendously. I mean, that's another guy. Boy, if he takes a step, then whew, that's huge for the offensive line. Then what's your confidence level? If you know Garrett Bowles is, is taking that next step, we said the confidence level right now in the offensive line is a 6 out of 10. What are you going to, an 8 out of 10? If Garrett Bowles turns into the guy, that would be huge. I mean, put, a, put some money down on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Garrett Bowles is going to be the guy. Um, that wasn't the most interesting thing I thought Mike, uh, John always said about Mike Munchak. Zach, you've heard of defensive coordinator. It's just his defense. When Wade Phillips was here, Gary Kubiak used to joke, if I go into his meeting room, he'll kick me out. <laughs> um, you've heard of the offensive coordinator being totally in charge of the offense. Yep. Uh, in fact, that's kind of what we have here with Rich Gangarello right now. Maybe not quite that much, but close. Have you ever heard of the offensive line coach just having full control over the offensive line? No, and when you ask John Elway about his offensive line, his offensive line, he's the man in control, and he says – Whatever Mike Munchak wants to do. It's incredible. I've, I've never heard that about a position no. coach in my life. Especially from John. Because you asked, John, um, is Dalton going to stay at left guard for all of camp or are you guys going to mix him in some other places? Because back in rookie minicamp, Vic Fangio told us he's going to move around. So you were kind of looking for some confirmation there. And he said, well, I think he's going to spend most of his time at left guard. Maybe he moves around. But that'll be up to Mike. And I'm like, don't you mean Vic or Rich? Nope. Mike. Everything's up to Mike as, when it comes to the offensive line. As it should be, so right? he's the offensive line coordinator. That's what I'm calling him <laughs> yep. from now on. As he should be, right? Why, why make things difficult? Why would Vic Fangio step in the way of what he knows Mike is going to do? And why would John step in the way of that just if it makes sense Ryan do it and that's kind of 
really the feeling that we're getting from Vic Fangio this offseason, today. Uh, we talked about it before the show. Vic is just doing things that make sense. Everything he does is with a purpose. And it gives me like this insane sense of belief and confidence in Vic Fangio that, you know, this might be, uh, I guess, easier to believe when you say it out loud, but over 30 years of coaching in the NFL, he's thought of everything. And, you know, Vic, um, Gary Kubiak always had his notebook, his Texas A&M notebook that he carried everywhere. And it's like, I wonder if Vic Fangio just had a notebook that was like, when we become a head coach. Right. And every time he thought of something, he was like, ooh, we should do that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, why are they using practice jerseys? They're too loose. Give me mm-hmm. game jerseys in practice. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's just writing all this stuff down, and now that he's here, he like pulled out the notebook off the shelf, and it's like dusty, and he wipes it off, and he's like, let's go. And he like has Patrick Smythe in there, and he's like, mm-hmm. okay, item number one, we need game jerseys for practice. Item number two, we're going to do afternoon practices after off days. And... Patrick Smythe is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, uh, you, you got to be careful because it rains here every, every afternoon, right here. We have a siren for lightning. It goes off every afternoon. And Vic Fangio says, that's okay because when guys come off off days, they're always lethargic. And so when they come in for an off day, I don't want to send them straight out to a practice because I know it's not going to be a good practice if I do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring them in the building we're going to watch some film of the last practice. We're going to kind of get them back on the same page where they were when they left for their off day. Yep. And then we'll go out and practice. And when he said that, I'm just like, oh, my God, he's thought of everything. Yep. And we had said, guarantee there's a reason why Vic Fangio is doing this. It's not just because he wants to sleep in. And, of course, there was. He had a reason. It makes it, it makes a thousand percent sense to me. Um, but, Obviously, this is a, m- a much exaggerated uh, timetable. But you remember, like, going back to the first day of math class after summer break? <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God, I forgot everything. Yep. Maybe even a weekend. Like, you get to your first class on Monday, and you're yep. just like, it's going to take me. Or even work. You go to work on Monday morning, you're, like, probably scrolling Twitter a little bit. Uh, you're going to drink a coffee, maybe have a conversation around the coffee pot. It takes a while to ease in. And so Vic Fangio knows that, and he knows, I don't want them to ease in on the football field. I don't want the transition period on the football field. Let's get them in the classroom. They can ease in. They can drink their coffee, do whatever they want to do, and go into the locker room, get dressed, you know, shoot the, shoot the stuff with their teammates, and then we'll go practice. And by that time, they better be mentally ready. Exactly. It, 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 Ryan, it makes sense. It makes sense that – that you would do that because why would you do something just to do it? You know, uh, well, we had an off day, so we have to have practice and we're just going to do it the same that we've always done it, even though we're wasting our time because we're getting 50% out of this practice instead of 100%. Why would you not change the schedule around so that you can get 90% out of a practice, 95% out of a practice? This is a guy who is so comfortable in his own skin. And it is so clear uh, about that. And that's good because you don't want a coach that is just going to be pushed around, not, not just by, not pushed around by other people, but pushed around by his own mind saying, what would other people do? How should I do this? How does John Elway 
want me to do this? And I'm not just saying that that it's that that was all Vance Joseph, um, but it's really refreshing, especially with a guy as powerful as John Elway, to have someone else come in here and say, I'm going to do it my way. You know, if John wants to step in, he's the boss, so he can do that. But I'm, I'm not going to go to his office every single day and ask him, can I do this? Can I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? He's so comfortable in his own skin. He's so comfortable in his own skin that he can wear a crew neck sweatshirt <laughs> when it's 94 degrees out and still be comfortable. That's crazy. He's the most comfortable. <laughs> in the, unless that thing has an air conditioning unit built into it. That'd be smart. I remember I, uh, I went to like a, an entrepreneur's kind of luncheon type of thing. Mm-hmm. One of the guys I met said he was trying to create air conditioned clothing. And I was like, that's a good idea. The, you, you know, the first round of those would be unbelievably goofy. You know, <laughs> you'd have it like in your boxers like or something. A big battery pack over <laughs> your chest. You look like Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's glowing. Uh, but if that guy's listening to this podcast, let me know if you have it because we're gonna need it over the next couple <laughs> days. <laughs> we'll do. We'll be like a pilot run for you. Um, anything else from John or Vic that really caught your attention? You wrote a story uh, about Vic kind of laying out his identity, so don't go into that. If you want that, you got to subscribe. Use promo code Broncos Camp. Mm. Um, I thought that was really interesting, though, because Vance Joseph never knew how to answer that question. <laughs> yep. And again, just very comfortable in his own skin, knows what he's here to do. Something that is interesting. What is this? Tripling down, quadrupling down, mm. five timesing down. I don't even know what that. That would was my be. number one takeaway before this, and I almost forgot it. So good. Von Miller. Vic Fangio is just pushing Von Miller like no other. And it's not like he's going to do this with every single player because he was asked about Chris Harris. You know, can Chris Harris get better? As Chris is kind of sitting in the corner there. Uh, And yes, of course, Vic said Chris can get better. But Chris didn't. He didn't really, though. Exactly. he, He wanted the end answer to be yes, but nothing he said was convincing. He goes out of his way to say that Von Miller can be better. Von Miller can do more. We can get more from Von Miller. And what was really interesting and what was new today in this conversation was he said just a little bit more from Von Miller is going to turn out to be a lot more. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if you know, you're know you a 99 and you get 10% better, that's a lot more than if you're an 80 and you get 10% better. Right, exactly. Um, and I think that's kind of what he's thinking there. Um, but he also says something some in terms of semantics that was really important. He said, I think, and this isn't an exact quote, but he said something along the lines of, I think we can help Vaughn get better. And then he's like, scratch that. Vaughn has, Vaughn can help, can get better. Vaughn can get himself better with our guidance. So... Uh, I was talking to Brandon Spano, who was here with us at the at the barbecue, and he read that as Vic essentially saying, like, I don't want to take credit for player. I'm not going to take all the credit for players getting better. Mm. I read it differently. Okay. I read it as Vaughn has to want this for it to happen. That, that's how I read it too. Is this is on Vaughn's shoulders? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do, Vaughn? And Vaughn is sitting in the corner while Vic is saying this. I didn't notice that. The very first time, the very first time Vic said it, Vaughn was in the crowd. 
the crowd of media, he was right there. It's not like Vic is tiptoeing around. He's doing radio interviews on the phone in a back room, not with Vaughn there. So you know what this tells me? He's saying this to his face. And do you remember last year? What was it, the San Francisco game? When Vaughn jumps offsides too many times, Vance comes out the next week, says it's unacceptable. Maybe they talked in a back room. But you know what? I'm not 100% confident that it, it was taking place, that so the conversation between VJ and Vaughn was happening in, in back rooms. I could tell you it didn't, and that was the biggest problem with it. Exactly. Uh, from a lot of, not just Vaughn, but a lot of people didn't like that. Right. If you can't confront your worst player, an average player, your best player, if you can't confront everyone on your team that w- when it needs to be done – then you're toast. You are hosed. And I don't really care how good your team is. Something is going to fall apart eventually. The fact that Vic is doing this is is more than just challenging Vaughn. To me, it shows that this team has been without a leader for quite some time since Peyton Manning left. Vic is saying, look, I'm here. I'm your leader. And I love that. And I and, and I think Gary Kubiak maybe could have been that guy that one year. And that's why they went 9-7. and seven. Like, they were... Looking back, we thought them missing the playoffs was like a bad thing. Nine and seven sounds fantastic compared to these last two years. Right. Uh, and, and I think that that's what you know leadership can do for a team. Vaughn, when asked about it, as we kind of translate or transition into the two players we spoke to today, um, I thought he had a good answer. He essentially said, "Yeah, I can give more. I've never led the league at sacks. I've never been defensive player of the year." which means I can do better. I can, I can give more, and whatever coach tells me, I'll do it. To be honest, I thought it was a lot of money, a lot of money to give Von Miller. I think everyone thought that when they signed him to that deal. Um, kind of thought it was too much, but they, they had to do it. You can't let him walk. But I said the expectations are he needs to be in the conversation, finishing the top three, top five, however they compile those, and defensive MVP every single year. And honestly, with that contract, he had to win defensive MVP, I don't know, every other year for that contract to be worth it, and he hasn't done it. So Vic, Vic is 100% right saying that the expectations are higher for Vaughn, and Vaughn's right. It's crazy he's never led the lead in, league in sacks. If you had a, it is. I mean, even with those 18 and a half, who yeah. had more than them that year? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. If you are giving you 100 bucks, and you get to lay it down on any Bronco to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, uh, and, and you do have to take into account the odds that would pay back on this, who are you taking? Von Miller. Okay. Easy. Right. Even though I know he has the worst odds. Von Miller's getting like four to one or something. Yeah. Maybe like eight, six to eight to one. Yeah. Who else would you go with? Bradley Chubb? That he probably. Yeah, I'm going eighty percent Von, twenty percent Chubb. I mean, it, sprinkle a little twenty on, on I, Chubbs. I'll, I'll, I'll sprinkle a little twenty-five bit. <laughs> to one or something. But then I'm not going anyone else. No, I, lo- I right. love Chris. Chris, yeah. Chris is amazing. Come on. He I don't care if he has. It, he could have 25 interceptions and he's not winning. <laughs> well, it. no, he wouldn't even get targeted 25 times. <laughs> yeah. If he got like two interceptions in the first three weeks, they'd never throw at him again. They'd be shut down, <laughs> yeah. shut down. And then, of course, Pro Bowl voting would come around and everyone would be saying, who's this Chris Harris Jr. guy nationally? Right. Oh, this guy's busting on the scene. <laughs> 
We're is, like, this, is this guy a rookie? <laughs> yeah, we're like, this guy's been at an all-pro level for his entire career. Um, same length as Von Miller. Um, yeah. I would go with Chubb. Mm. But only because I, I want that extra juice. Uh, I realize Vaughn is, Vaughn is more likely, but I just think the floodgates are going to open for Bradley Chubb this year in a in a scary, scary way. And you know who else thinks that? Vic Fangio. And everyone in this building. There is so, so much confidence. And that's, that's what's the craziest part about all the confidence in Bradley Chubb is all of the, I don't want to say skepticism, but all of the pushing that's going on to Von Miller, it's like non-existent for Bradley Chubb. They're saying, yep, we know this dude is great. We know this dude is going to take a second, the, the big step into his second year. And we know that we don't have to push him. They haven't said that directly because, of course, you're ne- they're never going to say that. But I think it was Ed Donatel really said that this guy's got the mental makeup. He, he's got the work ethic. That's not. That's simply not being said about Vaughn. Now, Vaughn, I personally, I would never question his, his work ethic because that he he's not a guy where you question his work ethic. But you know, when, when they're saying these things about Chubb and they're pushing Vaughn, it tells you something. I think a part of it is they know that every player is coached differently, and so maybe the light of fire under Bradley Chubb is isn't effective in their opinion. Maybe Bradley Chubb needs to be built up a little bit more. Um, but I had a conversation with the Broncos source over the break. We talked about a lot and the name Bradley Chubb. I mean, the look on this person's face when I just simply said his name was like, I I, I don't know. Uh, like they're talking about someone they're in love. Like when you just fell in love with a girl, that's really what it was like. Like could not, couldn't, when you, when you have that smile that you, no matter what you're doing, you can't stop smiling. Yep. That's what it was. Yep. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, how good do they think he's going to be? Yep. Um, so, obviously, the two are are going to play off each other. If Bradley Chubb goes and has four sacks in the first two games, well, that's going to open it up for Vaughn. Right. Vaughn goes and balls out. It's going to open – I mean, eventually, teams aren't going to know what to do. So, if – Von Miller and Chris Harris are Shaq and Kobe. What's what? What's Von and Chubb? Man, you got to be two big guys. I think it's yeah. You're I going get... to Marcus Cousins and Anthony Davis wasn't successful enough. <laughs> hey, they get another shot. It's it's uh, Jokic and Chanchar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jokic and MPJ. <laughs> Jokic and Bull Bull. Yeah, still not good enough. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like Kevin Durant with a good big man. Mm, Jokic. Sure. I mean, it's not a real <laughs> a real combination there. Who's the best? I mean, you got like Wade and LeBron. That was a sick duo. It was. What's like the best? Stockton and Malone, mm. but you still have to, it's always the small guy and the big guy. Right, so who's the small and the big in this scenario? I guess Vaughn would have to be the smaller guy. <laughs> He'd have to be. Vaughn said he was Kobe, though, in the Shaq and Kobe with Herman Chris Harris Jr. He's also um, the Dirk Nowitzki in 
him and uh, <laughs> Derek Wolf being Nowitzki and Steve Nash. He thinks he thinks Steve's uh, Derek Wolf is Steve Nash because he's the assist man. He's mm. the one who opens things up. How does Derek Wolf feel about being called Steve Nash? <laughs> how does he be, How does he feel about being called a short white Canadian guy with <laughs> with like long stringy hair? Uh, yeah, just looking at a picture of Derek Wolf showing up for training camp today. Not quite sure he would like that. I think he can take a little. I, I think I don't think he cares. <laughs> it's pretty pretty careless when it comes to stuff like that. But these two, I mean, if Chubb is anything like they think he's going to be, because I think their expectations are like higher than ours. Yeah, which rarely happens. Yeah. Um, if they if Chubb is that guy, then it's game over. It's playoffs. Yep. Yep. Unless Flacco just blows it. <laughs> and I don't I really don't think that's happening. And I think if Chubb is that guy, it's because the offense is at least good enough. I'm not saying Flacco's MVP, like you're ready to to claim he's MVP after tomorrow's practice. But he uh it'll comeback be, player of the year. It'll be okay. good enough. It's comeback player of the year. <laughs> I'm crowning him right now. Riding the same stats he's had for the past five years. Yeah, twenty one <laughs> touchdowns, ten interceptions, thirty seven hundred yards. Comeback player of the year. No, I think he's going to have uh, the most yards of his career this year. What's that? What's the base? He's never broke 4,000. <sighs> I think. That's kind of wild. Pretty sure. That is wild. I'm not going to look it up. If I do, it's going to like freeze my computer. <laughs> gonna, I'm just going to trust <laughs> trust my gut on this one. I trust it. I trust it. He should be able to get it. I think he should be able to get it. And when he does, we're going to crack – a Breckenridge brew in, <laughs> in his honor. Um, I loved this yesterday. Someone tweeted at me. Gosh, I'm sorry for not remembering who it was. Um, but they said, actually, I can find that. They said, I found out that I can get some official BSN beer up here in Maine. Mm. Um, like, I know what I'm having as my cold snacks this weekend. Mm, I love that. And so it's from it was from Kyle Mahar. Kyle, I love that, Kyle, because this is just shows you another way that we can be connected all around the, all around the world. That's wow. That's deep. Yeah, it is. You get to hear us. You get to drink with us. My aunt used to say, I don't remember why this started, but she said, every time you see a rainbow, think of me. Mm, that's pretty cool. Every time you crack a Breckenridge beer and you hear that little bit of air escape from under the cap, think of us. Think of us. And you know what, Ryan? I was thinking of us last night as I followed through on my promise, tried the strawberry sky. Oh. It was just, it, it was better. You didn't, even, you didn't hype it up enough. Wow. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, and the color, someone, mm. our, our new friend who uh, is a new listener um, hit me up yesterday. Because remember yesterday I was talking about how it's great for when, um, great to drink while you're fishing for humpback chubs. <laughs> yeah. Well, our friend Mile High Memories wanted me to note that uh, humpback chubs are protected species <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't be fishing for them. Maybe when you're just viewing humpback chubs humpback through the water. My question for him, and I don't know if he had a, a clear answer, is what if I'm just fishing in Grand Junction and I happen to accidentally catch a humpback chub? Is it just like, am I, is the rule just catch and release? Mm. Because that's all I ever do when I go fishing. It's got to be, right? I think so. Gotta leave. 
I always just, you got to give it to the next guy. Someone else has to catch that fish. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. I wouldn't be able to, like, rip that booger out. You're not going to uh, fillet it yourself? No, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> Take the scales off. And... Eat it with the head on. Oh, God. Yeah. That sounds disgusting. That was a big thing in Greece. Serve the fish with the head. I mean, I'm, f- I'm fine with that. Do you like look? Do you make eye contact the whole time you're eating it, or what? It's a sign of respect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like blessing the food. Is it so that you can talk to it, tell it how good it is? You just say like, "Hey, man, <laughs> thanks for your sacrifice. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah, I hope everything is okay with your family. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's not okay with the family. <laughs> no, they'll be all right. They'll, they'll make it. They're gonna make it. Um, anyways. It is. You don't even have like he didn't even call it Breck beer. He just called it official BSN beer. And that's what Mm. I loved. Um, But Breckenridge beer is the official beer of BSN Denver. And we want you to think of us every time you crack open a nice cold Breckenridge beer. And if you ever drink one that is not a Breckenridge beer, don't ever talk to us again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But you should. You should try out the Strawberry Sky. Um, It's so good. I had it on tap. I mean... You know, whenever it's on tap, it's a little more smooth, you know, any yep. beer. Uh, except for Coors Light. Coors Light is terrible on tap. <laughs> Never drink that on tap. Um, it was even more. It just had another layer of smoothness. And I was, I mean, it's 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 perfect summer beer. I've been saying it for a while now. And I'm going to stand by that. This is going to be one that stays around forever. Like, this is a, this is a staple. You know how, like, everyone wants to release a summer beer every year. And then they release another one the next year. And yep. then they really... No, no. Strawberry Sky, it's like here to stay. It's here for the long run. It's here to stay. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to a few of your questions. Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing, you know, just very friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. If that was a preview of what happens when you give us something real to talk about, uh, you guys are in for some long podcasts. <laughs> I, I can't remember if that's a record or not. I think so. I think How that's a record. How did it get so long? The time flew by. It did. It was a good first segment. 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to get these 10 questions in nine minutes. Really quick, though. You can't, there, you've never listened to a radio station in your life where you heard 50 minutes straight of content. Absolutely Except not. for when they do like no, no commercial weekend or whatever. Exactly. But that's on like Cozy 101. Yep. Yep. You've never heard sports talk for 50 minutes straight on the radio. No. You in can't find it. You can't find it anywhere. It's not possible to find that. No. And, and we get to find out all about your body. <laughs> you get body talk to go along with it. Um, all right. F- let's get to the questions. First one comes in from Sausage Sang a Harry. He says, uh, Drew Locke's agent sounds like a real bag. <laughs> his argument would be he's doing what's best for his client. But wouldn't Drew's best interest be, be, in the, be 
being in the best position to succeed, getting as much work as possible and not a few extra thousand dollars in a signing bonus. If he truly believes in his client's ability, Drew would have plenty of time to make more money in his new contract once the rookie one expires. Or am I totally off base and it's all about guaranteed money, which then I can sort of understand. Yeah, it's no, this was a small thing. I just got word that Drew Locke got the same workout bonus that Dalton Reisner got, which is in 2021, a $75,000 workout bonus and in 2022, a $100,000 workout bonus. And Ryan, no one gave me a one hundred thousand dollar bonus <laughs> for working out this off season. You deserve it too. I, I, that's what I'm you, saying. You won an award. It, that it oh, didn't I come. actually did get like what was it? Hundred. I think I got one hundred fifty thousand. No, two hundred fifty bucks. Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah, or maybe it was one hundred fifty. I can't remember. You should have held out until it was more. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that would have just cost me two hundred fifty bucks. Or the word "holdout" has got under a lot of people's skin. I guess we should be saying "no show." Why? I don't. Some 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 people in the media have been have been upset that some people have been calling Drew Locke's thing a holdout because technically he doesn't he have a miss contract. Anything? Oh, so it's not a holdout if you don't have a cut. Anyways, people got to stop. You guys understood. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, you, you you talked about it earlier in the first and really detailed it before the show. Why would you put your client through this if you're truly in the best interest of him? This is. I don't it, it was petty but really it's a it, measuring contest yeah it, it hurts it hurt it would have hurt him more overall missing what one practice two practices three practices than than getting a couple hundred than, than getting like tens of thousands of dollars it might sound silly but missing one practice would have set him back for the entire training camp yeah and that's what John Elway said today it's true um you can't afford to miss stuff like that it's one thing if you're hurt and you're out there taking mental reps and still understanding but you know it's like you get you show up day two and they're like yo uh we're on chapter four of the book (laughs) you gotta catch up and it's like you read chapter four but you don't even understand what's happening because you didn't get chapters one two and three right it's a book that you have to be present to read exactly and you missed it buddy yeah so it's good it's not happening um, there was more at be- at play here than what was in the best interest of all parties. Um, I think the the people playing this game probably always knew that they weren't going to let Drew miss a practice. Right. But in the end, they didn't. Nothing changed. They just converted some salary into bonus. E- exactly. Next one coming in from GJ Humpback Chubbs fifty five. Boy, I know how, I know what it is now, but that is still a mouthful, <laughs> is a mouthful. to pronounce. I feel like we should. I mean, I get what he's doing here. Yeah. He's mixing in the Humpback Chubbs. Right. With with Bradley Chubb. Why not just Humpback Chubbs? I think I think we know who that'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Or just Humpback Chubb. Yeah, I like that. I with like two that. B's. Yeah. Hey guys, Zach, I'm glad Ryan enlightened you on the humpback chub matter. It's funny because it has gotten to the point that the Twitter page has started to block anyone who ever even mentions the name. Oh yeah, I forgot that part. <laughs> that was another reason why they were on Deadspin. Anyone, they are, the, the official team account. The official team account, anyone who <laughs> tweeted like, come on, change your name to the chubs, they would block them. Wow. <laughs> and I guess I got in late because the Broncos tweeted out a... Um, a video about Bradley Chubb going back to Chubtown. Yeah. Chubtown. And I quote tweeted and I was like, oh, congratulations on being blocked by the at Grand Junction Rockies. And they didn't block me. I was kind of bummed. <laughs> he says, as far as the Sweet Cow collab goes, I 100% agree. 
You could take their staple sweet cream flavor and add the great flavor of strawberry sky. Yum. Question. Sounds so good right now. If Joe Flacco can produce back-to-back seasons that statistically mirror his Super Bowl season, would we actually consider re-signing him to a longer-term deal? Thanks. Super excited for training camp. You'd be silly not to. Just because, I mean, just because Drew Locke's there doesn't mean you have to use him. Now, it, if, if Drew Locke is on his heels, then yes, you probably pull that trigger and just say we're going we're gonna to roll with Drew Locke because it's not like Brett Favre was done done when they finally pulled the trigger to go to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but he, if he plays you know, Super Bowl MVP caliber Joe Flacco and you guys are winning and going to the playoffs and making a run, like you're silly to not try to keep it rolling. It's going to be on Drew. It's all going to be on Drew, not Joe. If Drew is here in training camp and he is just crushing it and in, in the season he's impressing it in the, in, the, in the meeting rooms and on the field and next year he comes out and lights it up again in training camp in the preseason and does all the right things, unless Joe wins a Super Bowl, multiple, multiple playoff games, then I don't, I don't think Joe's going to have a choice. I think they're going to give it to the kid whether it's this year or next year, unless there's Super Bowl or just tons of, of playoff success. Yeah, and, and, but that's kind of what I was thinking along the lines of, is like they're going into the playoffs and making noise every year. <sighs> yeah, then it's... It, it's it, a good problem to have. It would be a great problem to have. Next one's from Bronco Matt. Hey, guys, this player holdout stuff is getting out of hand. I guess it's not a holdout. <laughs> <laughs> Even second-round picks not playing a single snap in the NFL are holding out. In my opinion, the NFL needs to send a clear message to the players to put a stop to this. It's ruining the process. If only I could go to work and say, I'm staying home until you give me five more dollars an hour. I mean, you actually can't do that. <laughs> They'll just say, they could say you're fired. Well, it depends on how valuable you, how valuable exactly. you are. Exactly. Exactly. You might be surprised, Bronco Matt. You might get that $5 an hour that you're wanting. Uh-oh. Bronco Matt may be either very happy or very upset on tomorrow's pod. Well, I'll come back to this. He says, simply with Locke, this is a horrible look for me. If this is the kind of stuff he wants to pull, then he needs to be cut or traded. All right, relax. Uh, we need players who want to be here, not this holdout business. Hopefully by the time of this podcast comment, <laughs> this is irrelevant and he's already signed. This is just an angry Wednesday comp- uh, contribution. Keep up the great work. Okay, okay, okay. We, we got to calm down here. First of all, and I said this to multiple people on Twitter yesterday, don't be mad at Drew Locke. If you're mad at Drew Locke, you're misdirecting your anger um, because it's not he's not the one who's saying, like, go get me that money. It's the agent who's saying, like, hey, man, you're a quarterback. You deserve this premium. And they should have drafted you at 41 instead of 40. And, and, you know, blah, blah. Because in the end, if Drew Locke gets paid more, his agent gets paid more. That's literally in the contract yep so don't be mad at drew um i'm i i'm trying to find out but i guarantee you he was saying like hey like i'm not gonna miss any time am i right like what are you guys doing um so that's probably how this got done was drew saying okay guys i let you have your 48 hours 20 36 hours of fame trying to get me this and it didn't work out. Yeah, we got an extra hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. That's that's great. Thank you. You'll get three percent of that or whatever. And now I'm showing up. Uh, he's in the building or about to be in the building. He'll sign his deal today after he comes on the podcast. Exactly after he comes on the pod, and then uh, 
He'll be in the the afternoon meeting or the evening meeting with Vic uh, and Bronco Matt. I, th- I think it's it's a great Angry Wednesday contribution. And the NFL has tried to make this rookie nonsense stop. That's what the whole slotting system is for. And it it blows my mind that there still is some wiggle room. I thought that's what this was for, was so that there's no wiggle room. Everyone agrees. Rookies who have never played a single snap in the NFL don't get to push teams around. I agree on a lot of accounts, and I thought this whole thing was silly for a couple of different reasons. But... I'm not going to be mad at these guys for trying to get the most money they can. Um, I don't care if they've played. And to go back to Bronco Matt saying, I wish I could go into work and ask for five more dollars. Like you can't, like you can. And these guys are, can do that because they have a little bit of leverage. And so if you have a little bit of leverage at your job, you have a skill that someone else can't do. Um, you, you know, you're the best salesman in the company or whatever, like you do have leverage and you can do that. Uh, there's no rules against that. And, and so these guys, the NFL takes advantage of them in a lot of ways. If they have a, a sliver of, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Leverage that they can go and use, then they should use it because the, the career of an NFL player is very finite and any dollar that you might just pass up because you, you think it's you know irrelevant might be one that you can never get back. Here's why you shouldn't feel too bad for Drew Locke. He's about to sign a four-year, $7 million contract. Oh, yeah, and I don't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you, have, if you have leverage, go ahead and try and use it. Absolutely. And that goes for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, just don't. Don't just get, make sure you actually have leverage. Yeah, just don't get fired by trying to do this and then come and blame us. Next one coming in from Dan Burke. He says, was doing some snooping on Twitter. Joe Goodberry, who covers the Bengals, said that since he wouldn't have, wouldn't have dealt with the Broncos if they took Locke first and tried to trade up for Reisner because the Bengals were that interested in Reisner. So the Broncos took Reisner first and then traded with the Bengals to take a prospect the Bengals weren't interested in. Locke was their QB4 on the board, and they had him rated com- comparably to Ryan Finley, who they took in round four. Oh, my God, that's a joke. <sighs> yeah, seriously. Some pretty savvy decision-making by the 27th-ranked front office in the NFL. Winky face. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's what we talked about yesterday, I think. Didn't we? Can we talk about that on the podcast yesterday? What? About how the Bengals wanted we did. We Reisner. Did. Exactly. And so they couldn't they wouldn't have done the trade with the Broncos right. for forty two. So we had that same insight as Joe Goodberry. Yeah. Joe Badberry. <laughs> <laughs> um But it was it was a nice move by the Broncos. And the fact that the Bengals had um Drew Locke rated next to Ryan Finley, we saw both of them on the same field together. They're not even there's no they're long ways away from each other. So Zach Taylor isn't necessarily changing the Bengals being the Bengals. I guess. I'm flabbergasted that they would say they had him rated similarly because yeah. I had them rated oppositely. I, I, <laughs> I agree. Next one coming in from Chenzi Chills. It says, hey, guys. Great reg- name. Reg- yeah, great name. Regarding the Drew Locke saga, I forget where I read it, but apparently Locke's agent did the same thing, QB Premium, with a former client of his. Seems like this is just how he handles business. Yeah, and these big agencies are always going to feel like they have more power, have more leverage, and, and try to get these things for their clients. And on one hand, it's great. I mean, that heck, that's why you hire an agent, is so that you're not Russell Okunging, Okunging 
yourself where you're putting up a bad contract. Can you say that one more time? Russell Okunging. <laughs> <laughs> to Okung yourself. Um, it, but then, on the other hand, it does get to a point when if we're talking millions of dollars for Drew Locke, then, yeah, he probably should hold out and, and miss some days because then, you know, one practice of camp, yeah, it hurts him this year, but getting millions of dollars helps him more. Than, but when we're talking about this stuff, it is silly. Drew Locke's agent should have just helped him get drafted in the first round. Then mm-hmm. they would have made a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 719 Sports or 719 Sports, what are we going with? We're going. I like 719. 719 Sports. Uh, hey, guys, the Breck Beer Locator was a clutch move, so thanks for sharing. Yeah, if you didn't hear that, um, that's probably how our guy Kyle Mahar yep. found out that he can get it up in Maine. Go onto their website, use the Beer Locator, put in your uh, zip code. They'll tell you where the closest place to you is and what beers they have. Anyways, he says, sadly, I'm so far away from – uh, Colorado due to school that the locator gave me an error message. I honestly think the locator was down one day. So try it again. <laughs> um, because a couple different people said that to me. You're bringing hope. Yep. Uh, how far could you possibly be away? Um, <laughs> he says also if BSN made a grand junction chub shirt, I would easily spend the money. I don't have, there's already one out there. You can go get it. Uh, Oh God. It's from Roto sports. Whoa. Right? Let's keep this local. I'm just saying, <laughs> we're not making it. So uh, the time has come and gone for the yeah, for the Chubs. True. I hope the Chubs become a thing. Keep that petition going. <laughs> Anyways, I sa- he says, love the show, and I'm looking forward to listening next week. Speaking of shows and listening in weeks, um, <laughs> we just, as we're speaking here, mm. released the first episode of the Denver Sports Podcast, which I named. So don't mess up the pronunciation. It's not the Denver Sports Podcast. It is the, the Denver Sports Podcast. Now I know. Um, what we're going to do is every week get one of the beat writers, so me or Zach, alongside um, one beat writer from each of our teams and just have Denver Sports discussions. And it's funny because someone tweeted at us and we're like, and they were like, we'll see how long it takes before this becomes another Broncos podcast. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, 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 no. That's, the, that's not the point. The point of this is to have representation from every team so we can – whatever is the, the topics that are hot with those teams, we can discuss them. Anyone who works for BSN follows all of it. So I can have a Rockies discussion, and I can also have, like, a bad Rockies take that Drew can tell me, like, that's a bad take. Right. Um, but it's cool to get everyone together. I have questions for Drew and Harrison and AJ that I want answered, you know, from a fan perspective. Right. Um, they have questions for me. Yesterday we debated – um, who has the best up young up and coming player of all the Denver sports teams? Let me just ask you, who do you think I chose? Bradley Chubb. Nope. Oh, come on. After everything we just talked about, about Bradley Chubb. It, it was more about like, um, think of like prospect mm. more than, well, there would be none for football then. It would oh, just be rookies. He just walked into the building. Drew Locke. Yep. Mm. So it was like, my case for Drew Locke was if he pans out, he'll be the biggest superstar in Denver. In a heartbeat. In an instant. No question about it. And so that's kind of the fun thing is I have this little trump card I get to play, which is just like <laughs> yeah. more people care about the Broncos. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it makes me the – which isn't actually a fun place to be because it makes me the villain. Right. But it's cool because those guys are going to be like, no way, Michael Porter Jr., no way, Kale McCarr. Um, <clears throat> you yeah, know. you can also pull the championship card – I mean, I do have those, <laughs> but it's funny because I have to think like 
you know, when we're on this podcast, like we can make the jokes. Like we never lose um, the podcast sales or anything like right. that. But I have to realize, like this could be listened to by <laughs> fans of all the other teams. Right. I got to be a little more careful because anyone who knows me knows I love all those teams. But I don't want to come off as like right. Broncos chud. Right. right. Um, so, anyways, check out the Denver Sports Podcast. It's actually in your feed. Um, for the f- for the first few podcasts, we're going to drop it into the Broncos feed, the Avs feed, the Nuggets feed. It's already, I mean, as we're sitting here, it's probably already the most downloaded podcast in the history of BSN just because we did that. That is amazing. Um, which is pretty cool. But check it out. I think you guys will enjoy it, especially if you're a multi-sport fan. If you're just a Broncos fan, it's probably not for you. Uh, but we wanted to make something for the fans who love all the teams. Okay, Zach. Before we go along here, I lost my place. Uh, I want to tell the listeners about Weinster. If if Breck is the official beer of BSN, anything Weinster does is the official wine mm. of BSN. They're an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. And what makes them special is that ma- the majority of the wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also supporting real people making real wine, not just one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. They're getting like, they're getting like the, the Phil Lindsay's and the Chris Harris Jr.'s of wines. People don't realize those guys are pro bowlers yet. Mm. Uh, but once they're in the glass... They realize how good they are. The magic happens. With Winester, all you got to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from some of the best small wine producers in the U.S. And then when you fall in love with a couple of the wines, as a club member, they'll send them right back to your door with no shipping costs. Sign up today with the code BSN25 and get $25 off your first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up or just pretend to be a real grown-up who sips wine and, like, sticks their pinky out. (laughs) Sometimes I put an ice cube in there. Don't tell Will. (laughs) That's Weinster. W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. I I like my drinks to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. It just – it does – you know. My my coffee's got to be cold. My water, I have a water bottle that's literally like like engineered to stay cold all the time. I need my, I don't like that like wine cellar level temperature. I need it to be a little colder than that. So you don't like red wine that's just been sitting on the shelf? It's not that I don't like it because I'm trying to be a grown up, but it's. You just want to throw the popsicle in it to I'm, cool it down, give it some sweetness, be more of a kitty drink. No, I just want it to be cold. <laughs> just want I, I you like I'm probably thirsty. I'm like always thirsty. I'm just crushing water. And when I think of a drink, I just want it to be cold. That's all I'm saying. I used to not like when I was a kid, it's kind of funny. I would rather have a warm drink when I was a kid than a drink that had ice cubes in it. I for some reason I was very against Drinking things with ice cubes. Wow, you afraid of them? Just like dangling in your drink? I don't like like the, when the, you have to like block them from falling out of the cup with your <laughs> lips. I, when I was a kid, that's the way I right. felt. Now, what happened? I don't know. Just, I grew up. <laughs> wow. Started drinking wine. Started being okay with the cubes. Because <laughs> every morning I got like thirty ice cubes in my iced coffee to make sure it stays ice oh, cold yeah. the whole time. Oh yeah, you're the ice cube man. <laughs> I'll just call you Ice Cube. Or what about just the Ice Man? The Iceman. I know George, George George Gervin had that, but... Yeah, it's got a good ring. I kind of like it. Yeah. 
It's got a good ring. If you guys want to call me that, it's cool with me. <laughs> Next one coming in from someone else with a nickname, Burrito Chad. says, hey, guys, in my opinion, the 18-game season demanding players to sit out two games is absolutely a terrible idea. It is. My reasoning is that this would massively skew the competition presented against the most superior teams. Think about it. Every team that has to play the Saints, for example, would want to rest their players when they played the Saints, meaning the Saints get to play the opponent's B team for the entire season. This would basically pave the way for the best teams to have no competition on their way to the playoffs because everyone would rest their best players against them. I actually don't agree with that. I think some teams would want to rest their players against bad teams. Wouldn't it make sense, though, if you're like, okay, being realistic, we're probably going to lose this game. Totally. Let's sit these guys out. Totally. Uh, football coaches don't operate like that though it's true there'd be a lot of egos who are like we're not we're not just laying down to the chiefs it's true we're gonna go beat their you know what chris harris jr was asked about this today and he said what i thought a lot of players would say <laughs> what and, and it was along the lines of if there's 18 games i'm playing 18 games and that is the nflpa <laughs> is screaming like no 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 shut <laughs> up <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to say but that's how the guys feel yeah and that's that's the passion these guys that's the passion you have to have for this game to make it to this level is it's not about protecting my body it's about winning football games right and it would make it way more of a game in a bad way we don't want that type of game where you have to decide who's playing who's not no entertaining it'd be kind of entertaining it would be i mean it'd be entertaining for us on a wednesday pod we get to roll out who the Broncos are playing, who they're not, yeah, who exactly. they should be playing, who they're not. Yep, Broncos elect to start Drew Locke. Like, <laughs> right? Drew Locke will be starting two Ooh, games this year no matter okay. what. I'm in for it. <laughs> Let's do but it. But also, Paxton Lynch <laughs> would be starting two games for the Seahawks. Oh, wow. Wow. He goes on and says, I want more games, but this is not how you do it. It's not a good idea. Also, welcome back, Zach. Missed you, buddy. Thanks. Happy to hear from you, Burrito Chad. Do, we need, do you want more games? It's good where it is. I don't I don't see the need for more games. You know, I don't like more games in the sense that just all the records are different. Actually, you know what? For us, it doesn't matter because there would be just two less preseason games. And if covering regular season is, yeah. games is so much better than covering pre. We so do the same amount of work on a pre on a preseason game than we do in a regular season game. Yep. And we're a little rusty, so it even takes us a little longer. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it would be is two two preseason games. Then I yeah, believe. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. But let them play in all the games. In fact, I'm not okay with that. I would like that. Four preseason games is too much. Yep. We got five. Not in Vi- oh <laughs> my gosh. Not in Vic's eyes though. He loves it. Oh man. Okay. Uh from Brent G17. Okay, let me get let me try this again. Welcome back, Zach, cuz he tried to welcome you back on Monday. Ah, thank you Brent G17. He says, you guys are making me want to try and do all these things you talk about on your show. Raven Golf Club, Strawberry Sky, at Raven Golf Club, Greece, <laughs> got to try them. Constantly, I'll be taking some Breck Brew, uh, co- consequently, I'll be taking some Breck Brews camping this weekend to support the fam. You sound like me. That's fantastic. Um, and yes, uh, we, ne- we should have got the Raven as an official sponsor here, but at least one of our official sponsors, <laughs> Greece, <laughs> is getting some... <laughs> PSM Broncos podcast brought to you by <laughs> Greece. Tourism of Greece. Great country. Make you sure to travel. <laughs> uh, that's dope that you're bringing Breck Bruce camping. I'm yeah. telling you, you are going to l- love it. Vanilla Porter seems like a good camping beer. 
Strawberry Sky does too. Well, yeah, I mean, the day. I'm thinking of like By the Fire. Mm. Sipping it By the Fire. Yeah, Vanilla Porter. They also have like an Irish Stout. Another good fire fireside beer. They have so many good ones. I haven't had one that isn't good. There's so many. I know. There's like a Mango Mosaic. I haven't Mm, had that one yet. I have. That's good. It's really good. good. That's another day one. I think they did a passion fruit one. I'm sure they did. I'm sure it was great. So good. All right. Anyways, he said, I'm glad you appreciated the Henry David Thoreau comment. Wasn't sure that was going (laughs) to (laughs) land. It got me right in the right place. He says, keep an eye on the Boz and Winfrey for me at training camp. I feel like one of or both of those guys is going to ball out. If you had to pick one to have a bigger contribution this year, what's your pick? He must have read our uh, (laughs) Broncos roundtable because you picked the Boz for your training camp, darling, and I picked Juwan Winfrey. Yep. So is that what we're sticking with? Yeah, have to. I I love both players. I I put the Boz in my um, most intriguing camp battle because I think he's going to win the third corner Mm -hmm. uh, position. And do you think – well, no, you have to switch then. You have to join my side. Do you think Juwan Winfrey is going to be the third wide receiver? Here's the thing is the third corner is actually really the fourth corner. Right, with Kareem. It's kind of like how the fourth preseason game is really the third preseason <laughs> Oh, <game>. stop it. <laughs> um, I think Juwan Winfrey is going to be healthy. I think he has all the skills. And I think by the end of camp, Joe Flacco is going to say, I I kind of like that guy. Mm, so he's going to see the field a decent amount. Yeah, I think I think he'll be out there. Mm. He says, so stoked for the training camp content. Keep it up and stay cool, boys. We will do one of those two things. <laughs> Next, Next one coming in from Mile High Kansan. He says, my guys, good to hear Zach back on the airwaves. Thank you, Mile High Kansan. Henry was great and was good hearing from him. Can you guys elaborate on how NFL teams decide their training camp start dates? I understand the Broncos early start, but I saw only three other teams – Ryan's Cardinals, the Ravens, and the Seahawks all started early. All bird teams. Whoa. That's why they got the, that's <laughs> why they're, they're, yeah, they Because they have to fly early. south <laughs> later. And, and so they get <laughs> Wow. Why wouldn't other teams take advantage of starting early? Thanks and keep killing it on the coverage. You guys make my hour commute super entertaining. Well, if you got caught in traffic, then you lucked out on today's pod since this is well over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Speaking of whales, this podcast is a whale. <laughs> um, so the way the way it is is you can technically start, I think, essentially whenever you want after like July fifteenth or something, but you can only have so many practices. So I'm assuming those teams just have more breaks, and or do you, you don't get the extra week of training camp for new coaches, or do you? You don't. No, I thought the way it worked was that you can start training camp two weeks before your first preseason game. Mm. And so I think what's happening here, because I saw some tweets, but it wasn't Broncos related, so I didn't look into it. They have like a Thursday night? Is No, I think it would be – I think it's that the rookies are reporting. Because I think rookies can report like up to 10 days before training camp starts. And so next week would be when every other team can report. So the rookies could report today. Hmm, I think okay. that's what it is. I, I don't I think you're think... right on the two weeks thing. That sounds better than what I was saying. Yeah. Um, I thought, though, you, you had a little bit of wiggle room there, and then you can have more off days during training camp. Maybe. But the players, most players prefer to just have a longer summer break. Did you hear Vic uh, throw in, we may have a few extra off days during camp? No, I didn't hear that. What yeah, did he say? When, when talking about the 
quote-unquote longer training camp as Vic made it very clear it's not that much longer it's only five practices everyone isn't five practices a lot to a death by inches guy geez certainly seems like a lot but he said you know if if I realize that at the end of camp that these guys need some some more rest because they're tired because of the extra five practices then you know I'm absolutely open for throwing in an extra rest day or two I'm just gonna shoot him a text and say can you at least give me some warning so I can get a tea time? <laughs> Although I better fix this thing on my hand. Definitely, <laughs> I think my theory is it might have something to do with all the golf I did last weekend. Wow. So it's a good thing. Well, no, it hurts. <laughs> but it came from a good place. Right. Because <clears throat> on Thursday, no, on Friday, I went and hit 100 balls Woo. at the driving range. Had to get my driver swing worked out. On Saturday, played. On Sunday, I played. Woo. So across those three days, I swung the golf club, you know, 340 times. Wow. And maybe, because it's, it's kind of it's right where the golf club slots into my hand here. It's not a blister. It's weird to wait 72 hours to pop up. I know, but it, I, the thing I read said it could be like a joint, like your joint gets irritated. Wow. And then, I don't know. Hopefully, my, I don't have to have my hand amputated. You have golfer's hand. Golfer's hand. That might be a thing. It's like tennis elbow. Golfer's lump hand. <laughs> <laughs> golfer's hand lump. <laughs> From Nick Cox. Thanks, my guys, for doing this podcast every day. Ryan, you nailed it when you said that we rely on you to be a part of our daily routine. I lose 10... I lose 10 to you guys every morning on my way to work. What does that mean? I was hoping you knew. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, how about this? I listen. I think there is a typo there. Mm. I listen to you guys Ah, every morning on my way to work. I would pay the subscription uh, price for the podcast alone, let alone all the great written content. That's what we're talking about, Nick Cox. We love you. And if you're listening to Nick Cox and thinking, wow, I want to be more like him, (laughs) use the promo code BroncosCamp. $34.99 $34.99 and a free t-shirt for everything that we do. And you know what? If you're listening to Nick Cox, you should be more like him. Yeah, you should. He says, it's good to have Zach back, but I hope Ryan is reading this podcast on air as Zach, based off of last <laughs> podcast, forgot how to read <laughs> while feeding his meat <laughs> to cats in Greece. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments on the podcast ever. <laughs> that was pretty great. It's good to see that Sander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be man. thinking about my meat right now i'll right? never i'll never forget that if we ever make a new podcast intro that's going in it's good to see that sanders will not be starting on pup looking forward to all of your amazing content during training camp <laughs> thanks guys well should we roll it out on this last one <laughs> yes he says i cannot believe zach literally said the cats love my meat that's it that's the whole comment Oh my God! What a fantastic <laughs> moment! It'd be, I'm tweeting. I forgot to tweet about that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's got to go out. That's there. actually. I don't know if I'm retweeting that one on my own account. <laughs> out uh, of context. I can't wait for you to have weird. to answer to your girlfriend about why you said that later tonight. <laughs> wow, I, oh, I have a headache from laughing so much. All right. We're a little. What's it called when you when you like get so out of it, you just laugh. Um, I don't know. I think you I know, know what I'm you're talking, talking about. about. Like, yeah, I just like, can't think of the word. G- like something about giggle. Something like yeah, giggle laugh. 
<laughs> I don't know, but it's probably time to stop the podcast before we say anything like cats love my meat. All right. <laughs> so with that, when we talk to you tomorrow morning, it will be just minutes before the Broncos start camp. And you know what that means, Zach? What? Music blaring Ooh. in our ears. <laughs> the rush before the clock. Nothing quite like it. Nothing quite like not knowing when the buzzer's going to go off. Yep. Imagine playing a game, <laughs> yeah. a sport, and you're trying to win before the clock goes out, but you don't know what the clock says. And But you have to do it. You have to, you have to do it. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the BSN Broncos podcast. Subscribe using the code BroncosCamp and get that sick deal. We'll talk to you later. It's Tax debt is impeding the growth of millions of small businesses in the U.S. That's why Symbio Tax and Administration's goal is to enable small businesses and individuals to make informed and calculated decisions when it comes to their taxes. Symbio Tax provides small business owners with expert services in resolving tax liabilities and providing financial clarity. I would recommend, George, to anybody who has to deal with the IRS. His strengths and depth of knowledge make him really valuable. You know, over the course of years as a real estate broker, I've had the opportunity to talk with many different tax people. But the one thing I have found with George is he was very easy to work with. He was very articulate. Symbio Tax is experienced in preparing returns for all income levels, as well as securing penalty abatements and settlements for qualified individuals that sometimes save the taxpayer thousands. George was able to save us about $7,000, and of course, you know, being an independent real estate broker, $7,000 is a substantial amount of money, and it was really nice to get that dealt with. They offer free consultations, so be sure to check out SymbioTax.com for more information. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O. O-T-A-X dot com.